0: Welcome back to the Dustin Oldfather Show, where we bring you extraordinary people from around the world to talk life, business, strategy, and whatever happens to come to mind to help you become even more extraordinary. I'm Dustin Oldfather, and this is my podcast. Good morning. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Dustin Oldfather. Uh, today, I am joined by Corey Topel uh, from the Delaware Humane Society, as well as James DL, uh, local author and journalist, um, Corey, tell us a little bit about the Delaware Humanes Association and what that means organizationally, because I understand um, sometimes uh, the organization gets confused with others.
1: Sure. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for having us on the podcast today. We're pumped to be here with you guys. Um, so a bit about DHA. Um, we are a no-kill animal care and adoption center. Our mission is to make friends for life by connecting people with animals and really building strong relationships to better serve the community. Um, As you mentioned, our full name is Delaware Humane Association. Uh, A common misconception, I think, is that a lot of folks uh, think we're the Delaware Humane Society um, and that we're part of the broader Humane Society of the United States uh, organization, but we're actually our own private nonprofit. Um, We were founded in 1957 right here in Delaware by a group of animal lovers and we have two locations now, one in Wilmington and one here in Sussex County, Rehoboth Beach. Um, so common misconception, but we're, we're really DHA, not DHS.
0: Excellent. And uh, just tell us a little bit about the organization, since uh, not everybody has, uh, has an intimate experience with it.
1: Sure. So like I mentioned, we're a no-kill animal care and adoption center. We were founded in 1957 by a group of animal lovers. Uh, We consider ourselves Delaware's premier no-kill animal shelter. We primarily serve a four-state area, um, but have adopted animals out to folks really all over the country, especially this past year through the pandemic, which hopefully I'll be able to tell you a bit more about later. Um, But we're committed to providing for the needs of homeless and owned dogs and cats um, through temporary shelter, affordable spay and neuter services, low-cost vaccination clinics. We offer a pet food pantry to folks in our community um, who need assistance with animal food. Um, we ov- obviously offer adoption and placement resources and a whole lot more.
0: Excellent. Well, tell us a little bit about how uh, the landscape has been affected by the pandemic and then uh, the recent events in Texas.
1: Sure. So it's been a really you know, tough year and an interesting year, a transformative year that I think for a lot of people. Um, when COVID really first kind of broke out last March, it's crazy, we're a year into it now. um, I think DHA's immediate concern and what we were really thinking about was we didn't know what was gonna happen, right? I mean, nothing has ever happened like this in the history of our organization. So our first priority was ensuring that all animals were able to be safely placed into a foster facility because uh, DHA made the decision to initially close our doors and close down open to the public to ensure, you know, the safety of staff and, you know, our clients and customers alike. So it was really incredible. We were able to really tap into our our vast foster network and lean on our community to help us get all these animals safely into homes. So that was the first priority. We did that. Um, Within the first few weeks, uh, we then slowly started having animals um, come back through intake to our shelter, and we transformed to a virtual online application process. So what that really meant, and we're still doing this today, is while we're not open to the public for folks to simply stop by, take a walk through the kennel, the cattery under normal non-COVID times... Um, we're encouraging folks to check out animals on our website. Um, so right now, and you know, even a year ago, we have all of our animals listed who are up for adoption currently, even our animals that are in foster care at DelawareHumane.org. Um, so folks could go online, see who we add in the building, see who, see who we add in our foster network, and from there submit a virtual application. So once the virtual application is submitted, our team of adoption counselors would go through. If it was a right fit, we'd then reach out directly to that person to set up a socially distanced meet and greet. So that's really how we've kind of been operating this whole past year. Um, I think now that the vaccine rollout has started, we're starting to see a light towards the end of the tunnel. Hopefully we're getting back towards fully opening our doors again to the public um, within the next few weeks. But You know, we've been really fortunate in that in the beginning we were scared. We didn't know what was to come, but our team really pivoted. I think we're all kind of sick of hearing that word, but it's relevant for us, right? Because our team was committed to making sure that uh, we wouldn't lose sight of our mission and we would continue to provide, you know, um, safety and the community resources that folks throughout Delaware needed through DHI. So it's been a lot, um, but it's been great. And we've seen in our adoption rates, interestingly enough, really go up. Um, I think a lot of folks, maybe you can even relate to this, Dustin, but a lot of folks working primarily from home or just being in a more quiet office environment are slowing down as a result of this past year and realized For the first time they perhaps have the capacity to have a pet so Mm -hmm. in that sense for us in the animal advocacy world the pandemic's been been a positive thing right because more animals are being able to be placed into the forever homes
0: yeah we think that also brings on some additional companionship and camaraderie and uh you know (laughs) although i i did hear in uh in one uh, town people were getting dogs just so that they could uh, uh be able to get outside uh, for the quarantine. Um, so many good things to, uh, to to process here, but can you just talk a little bit more about what that adoption process is like now? Um, it sounds like it, things are easier than they used to be. And then, you know, maybe just unpack you know, application process, uh, cost, et cetera, et cetera, for somebody who is thinking about adopting, because we have so many uh, animal lovers that are listening.
1: Absolutely um so really the way we're operating through our adoption process right now is we're still doing this virtually so we're asking folks who are interested in adopting from dha to visit our website delawarehumane.org and on the website every day we have a list of all our available adoptable dogs and cats so we have a bio we have photos Important to keep in mind that as an intake shelter, I mean, we are we are accepting in new animals weekly, right? So just because you don't necessarily see your perfect match one day doesn't mean it might not appear the next day. So we encourage you to constantly check back on the website for updates. But if you see an animal that you're interested in, you can submit a virtual application. That virtual application, again, is located on the website. Um, our team will review your application. And if we see you're a good fit for that particular animal that you're applying for, we'll reach out and directly set up an in-person meet and greet with you. Now, on the other hand, for those who perhaps have a specific maybe breed in mind or a personality type, let's say you have a couple young kids, you need a dog that you know is tested with children, has a lot of high energy, is maybe an adventure companion, um, you can still submit a virtual application not just for a specific dog, but simply specify, this is the environment that we have at home. This is what we're looking for. We'll keep that on file for you. And if the right match happens to come into our doors if that dog, you know, a few weeks from now happens to appear, we'll reach out. We really, really try to place emphasis and a lot of effort on finding the right match for the right people. I think a really common misconception about adopting from animal shelters is that It's only mutts or it's only pit bulls or they're, they're animals that are broken or that they're, that are throwaway animals. And that could not be further from the truth. What's wonderful is that we never know what's going to come in our doors and we get such a wide variety of breeds of age types of personality types. Um, So just because you don't necessarily see your perfect dog or cat today doesn't mean we can't get it for you. Um, so again, that virtual application process is key and all that information is located on our website.
0: Cor- Corey, a perfect follow-up to what you were just talking about, you know, about that misconception about the types of dogs that you have and things like that. It might be a good time to maybe talk a little bit about now having uh, one of your former animals in the White House.
1: Sure. We, we love talking about major. So, um, if you guys are perhaps from, I mean, I think everyone at this point knows that Major Biden who came from Delaware Humane Association. He was adopted uh, by the Biden family in late 2018 and has since made history as the first shelter dog ever to reside in the White House. It's, it's truly a remarkable and kind of historic moment for shelter animals everywhere. We're so proud to have played our small part in it. Um, but to give a little bit of backstory perhaps, a um, uh, major originally came into our care as part of a litter of six German shepherd puppies. They were um, exposed to a toxic substance in their home back in early 2018 and were surrendered due to financial constraints because they required really emergency life-saving medical care. Um, so we partnered with some local vet hospitals. We put out a plea to our community on Facebook asking folks to help us raise funds for this beautiful litter of puppies that um, you know needed our help. Um, we have a, a pretty vast following on social media, which is great, and at the time one of our followers happened to be Ashley Biden, uh, President Biden's daughter. Um, the Biden family, they are, had already had a German Shepherd dog named Champ, um, and they've worked with a really great trainer for years, and as Champ was starting to get a bit older, uh, their trainer apparently had recommended best way to keep him young is to introduce another young dog. So they were looking for another dog. And sure enough, we got in this litter of German shepherd puppies. So, um, the Biden family reached out, they stopped by the shelter. They fell in love with major being the the only male in the litter. Um, they brought him home and fostered him first, actually, which is really, really cool. And, um, something that we offer at DHA, um, animals are really able to kind of better decompress and blossom in an actual home environment versus a shelter, right? And we encourage folks to consider fostering too because it's a great way to ensure that that animal is the right fit for your family and your home environment. And I think that's, the Bidens were really responsible in fostering major first to make sure um, he'd acclimate within their family and get along with CHAMP, Um, but he did. The photos of the two of them together, especially on the White House lawn, are, are awesome. And uh, the rest is kind of history. And it's really, really exciting for us to know and see kind of the humble beginnings of Major to being in the White House now, right? Um, if May- we are, we, our, our, I should say, our executive director, Patrick Carroll, He said this over and over again, but if a shelter dog like Major is good enough for the White House, any shelter dog is good enough for your house. And it couldn't be more true.
0: Yeah. And, you know, with the uh, the coincidence of uh, President Biden having a home here in Rehoboth Beach, um, share a little bit about the the renovated location, uh, exactly where it is and what people can expect.
1: Absolutely. So. We're so excited. I just have to say off the bat, I I just finally saw the center fully renovated for the first time a few weeks ago. And it is so beautiful for anyone who's tuning in who perhaps seen our center before. um, You would never know it was the same space. So we're located, um, our address is 18675 Coastal Highway. So we are in the shopping center right to the right of Midway Shopping Centers by the movie theater. Um, and we started our renovation. We really broke ground in November of 2020 thanks to the support of countless donors and other, you know, DHA community supporters. But we really moved forward with this renovation to meet the increasing demand for adoptable pets in Sussex County in a really, you know, in an even safer and more comfortable environment. And we're really looking to enhance the overall adoption experience for both pets and families. So before our adoption space was in a former retail space. It was just one big giant room. There weren't really separate designated sections um, for, you know, kind of back stock, sp- special isolation kennels for dogs, for cats. We now have a free roaming cat room. Um, so to tell you a bit more about these renovation updates we made, um, We have new, easier to clean kennels. We have separate rooms for adopters to privately meet and interact with the animals. Um, We have our isolation areas, like I mentioned, for animals who perhaps need special care or a more quiet environment. We have a washer and dryer. Believe it or not, we did not have a washer and dryer on posts before to clean all of the necessary towels and linens that are used all day long for these animals. I think another really cool thing about the renovation too, is that it follows this concept of a fear-free design. Uh, and I actually, this is something kind of new that I learned throughout this renovation process. So there is this concept of a fear-free design for animal shelters and centers. It uses stress-reducing colors and really specific kennel layouts to reduce sight lines of other dogs and cats. So. Hopefully you guys will get into the center sooner than later, but you'll see the color, the paint colors are very Zen and calming and beautiful. And it just doesn't feel like a normal animal shelter. It feels like a really special, calm place. And that's really what we're striving to create with this new renovation.
0: Corey, what's your biggest challenge right now? And then what's the biggest opportunity? Ooh,
1: that's an interesting question. I think our biggest challenge, um, one of our biggest challenges I'd say in particular for our Rehoboth Adoption Center is that even though we've been there now for about four years, so many folks don't know that we're there. I was talking to James about this when we first connected. Um, We're a bit hidden from the highway. There is a restaurant directly kind of in front of the strip center where we're located. Um, again, we're in the strip center that's right to the right of the Midway shopping center where the movie theater is. So I think just getting the word out there and ensuring that folks throughout Sussex County and, and su- really all of Delaware know that we have this second adoption center in Rehoboth. Um, so that's kind of number one that comes to mind. I think the biggest opportunity was that the, was that the second part of the question? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, I think that kind of um, bleeds into the first part, right? It's just our biggest opportunity is connecting with the larger animal loving community of Delaware. We're not just an adoption center. um, We're really, we really see ourselves as a community center. We rely heavily on the dedicated, awesome, fantastic network of volunteers that we have. We have over a hundred volunteers just for our Rehoboth Center, who are truly, we say this all the time, they are the backbone of our organization. They are the ones there at the crack of dawn walking our dogs. They are there at night checking on the cats, getting our animals tucked in, getting them socialized, helping clean the cages, um, helping bring food. We have the pet food pantry program throughout Uh, the state of Delaware as well, which is run almost entirely by our volunteers. Um, We have low-cost spay neuter, low-cost vaccination clinics. Again, we're really, we see ourselves as a resource center that doesn't just stop at you adopt an animal, have a great life. We're there to provide um, any resources that you need in terms of socialization, training. We work with a wonderful network of trainers. So, If folks need help with um, getting settled with their new family members being their pets, we have recommendations on that as well. So really the big opportunity is just bringing more folks into our doors and encouraging more folks to consider adoption when they're growing their families.
0: Cor- Corey, you mm-hmm. mentioned uh, you mentioned how much you rely on the volunteers um, for taking care of the animals. How, how much do you rely on the general public as far as funding is concerned? As a nonprofit, how much of your funding is uh, is taken care of, and how much do you how much of it comes from private donations?
1: Sure. So, as a private nonprofit, we rely entirely on the generosity of our donors, our supporters. You know, through Donations, appeals, um, th- that is how we are able to function and do our and really do the life saving work that we do every day. Um, so we are always looking for, you know, monetary compensation through donations, of course, but there's also so many different ways that folks can support DHI, um, whether that's through volunteering, dropping off old linens at our facility. Um, sharing our posts on social media, even a simple like or comment on our Instagram or Facebook page um, means the world to us because the more folks interact with our content, the more folks are going to see it and the more work we're able to get done through that. So we're always looking for supporters, of course, through financial compensation, but there are so many other ways that folks can support us as well.
0: So to piggyback on that, how what's the best way for people to contribute? One financially, and then two, if uh, are, are there volunteer opportunities right now? How could somebody contribute their time? Um, and then maybe just as one last little uh, question on there, you mentioned something about uh, being a foster home. Is is that a program that's available as well?
1: Sure. So. First to start, for folks who are interested in donating to DHA, we encourage you guys to check out the website, DelawareHumane.org. Right on the homepage, there's a a donate drop down. You'll see several different options. You can make a donation. Um, You can also um, make donations in honor of different folks. We have a memorial garden in our Wilmington facility, so for $150, you can have the name of a loved one or or a pet engraved in a brick and put in our memorial garden. There's so many different ways to donate and kind of get involved. Um, we also have an Amazon wish list that's listed on the website as well under the donate dropdown. So um, if you don't want to just send a random you know twenty dollar donation, you could go onto our Amazon wish list and donate specific cat food or dog food that we're looking for or other needs for the facility. Um, so those are some of the different ways that you can donate. In terms of volunteering, again we have a great volunteer portal that you can learn about on our website, DelawareHumane.org under the volunteer drop down. How to become a volunteer, we have a whole section on what our volunteer process looks like. We ask folks to submit their initial volunteer application and then uh, Keith Hassett, who is our volunteer and community engagement manager, will reach out to folks to get them set up. Um, we obviously have two different volunteer opportunities, one being at our Wilmington Center and one at our Behobaith Beach Center. As of last week, we are slowly starting to welcome the full gamut of our volunteers back into both centers, of course, safely and socially distanced. Um, But we're posting updates on that process on the website as well. So again, all of that information can be found on the website. Um, And then you also asked about our foster network and our foster care program. So we are always looking for fosters. Um, Under the volunteer drop down on the Delaware Humane website, we have a how to become a DHA foster parent We ask those interested in fostering to fill out a DHA application. And from there, a member of our uh, team will reach out to you with next steps. Um, But we we really can't emphasize the importance of fostering or fostering to adopt enough because even though we have these two incredible facilities that we always house our animals in, some animals just require a more quiet um, kind of zen environment. And even though we really pride ourselves on having a wonderful facility in both Wilmington and Rehoboth, you know, as you can imagine, it can be stressful for animals to acclimate into a new environment, to be around a lot of other people, of other dogs, cats. Um, So fostering is a really beautiful way to allow perhaps some of those more shy animals to kind of blossom and open up. It's, you know, it breaks my heart working in working at DHA, I see, I'm a, personally, I'm a cat girl myself. I love dogs too, but I see time and time again, these scared cats that have been, you know, dropped off all the side of the road or found or surrendered for whatever reason. And they come in and they're terrified, right? They're like, what, where the heck am I? There's all these new smells, sights, sounds, And when folks come through and are looking at them, they might not come out and be looking for pets and just showing their belly right away. But that doesn't mean that they're not capable of that, right? It just means that they're scared in that environment. So those are the cats and the dogs that really benefit from being in a foster environment. They're able to decompress um, and then they're better able to find their forever home. So Um, If you're interested in fostering, definitely fill out a foster application. And um, it's the best thing you'll ever do. I started fostering last year myself and it's, it's so fulfilling and uh, it's a great, it's a great kind of middle ground for those folks who are perhaps considering adopting an animal for the first time as well, right? Try fostering first. If you're not sure, see what it feels like to have an animal in your space and then make the best informed decision from there.
0: And Corey, what does that commitment look like? Because I think maybe that sometimes people are reluctant because of the commitment that would be expected. So if someone was going to be a foster, um, obviously we'd love to see them adopted. But as a uh, as a foster uh, contributor, how would uh, what's that commitment like?
1: Sure. So we try to make it as easy as seamless as folks were possible. There's no there's no financial needs or commitments involved. We provide you with all of the necessary food, supplies, beds, blankets, a leash, um, cat litter. Um, If the particular animal is on medication or requires medical, medical need or care, we do all of that while the animal is still in the foster home. So it really depends. Some animals go into a foster home. They're there only for a week because they quickly get adopted. Uh, We're getting ready to enter kitten season so for these really young kittens that go into foster homes sometimes that can be a few weeks because animals need to then be old enough to get spayed and neutered which is something we do for all of our animals that come into our care. They get microchipped as well Um, but it really depends. Some animals can be there with you only for a week or two. Others are a bit longer. It just depends kind of on the need of that particular animal but I do want to flag it's really important for folks to know if you take home an animal to foster and you're realizing that it's not conducive for you, it's not the right environment for your animal, no hard feelings, we can bring them back and find them another foster environment for them to place in so it's no hardcore commitment of course, ideally, we hope that you're serious if you want to try to foster an animal that you're committed to, to seeing it through, but things happen, life happens and we all get it. Um, Especially after this past year, you never know what's going to happen. So while the commitment can be anywhere from a week to a few weeks, if you need to change that, you know, we're flexible.
0: Yeah, and I'm on the side right now. Uh, it is absolutely easy to navigate. You go to DelawareHumane.org on the homepage. You've got a very quick, easy drop-down for adopting. Uh, I can see a number of beautiful puppies and, and kittens. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, goodness, if you were a foster uh, a foster care provider, it'd be a hard time letting one of these little beautiful animals go. Uh, Corey, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, anything else that you feel like is really important for everybody to know?
1: Yeah, so I think the last thing is if you if anyone out there is interested again in adopting, fostering, volunteering, just learning more about the services that DHA provides for the Delaware community, don't hesitate. Visit us online, DelawareHumane.org. The only other thing is to help celebrate our uh, completion of the Rehoboth Beach renovation. I'm not sure when this will air, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention we're actually hosting a Facebook Live virtual event next Thursday, April 1st at noon. We're going to be doing a full virtual walkthrough of the new center. We're going to have a red carpet cat dog walk where some of our animals are going to be entering the facility for the first time, all adoptable, of course. We're going to be doing some free gift basket giveaways, um, some custom pet illustration giveaways with Sunny Critter's illustration, an amazing artist down in Hoboth. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, For those who are interested, tune in to our Facebook page next Thursday at noon for the event. And um, we really, really appreciate the opportunity to talk about our services and connect with you guys, Dustin. Thank you so much for having us.
0: You're welcome. Thanks for being on, Corey. Thanks for being on, James. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in town. Hey, it's Dustin. I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a special report, Eight Steps to Seven Figures. It's quick and action-packed, and I want to give it to you for free. Just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at eight eightstepstosevenfigures.com. That's the number eight, stepstosevenfigures.com.